Hello and welcome to the Fantastic Fables Podcast with your host, Addie Hurston. First, the quote, there is one thing which gives radiance to everything. It is the idea of something around the corner. And that's by G.K. Chesterton. My story for you today is another ghost story. Ha ha. Once upon a time, there was a boy named Jack. Now, Jack lived with his mother on a farm way out in the middle of nowhere. Sadly, they had had a drought. There had not been rain in weeks and months. Their crops did not grow that summer. As the fall winds nipped the air, Jack and his mother knew that they would not have enough food to make it through the winter. Something must be done. Well, Jack, he decided to take a leap of faith. He went to his mother and he said, Mom, I know that you think I'm young, but... I really, really think that I'm old enough to seek my fortune. If I don't do something, we won't have any food for the winter. It's now or never, Mom. Can I go? Oh. All right, said his mother. I think you're right. There's no alternative. We must go. She packed up a bag for him. In it, she put a jar of soup. The last bit of food they had in the house. Jack set off down the road. Well, he walked and he walked, and the sun rose up in the sky, and then it sank back down. It got dark. And Jack came to a town. At the outskirts of town, there was an inn. He went and knocked on the door. An innkeeper came to greet him. Hi, my name is Jack. Um, I'm seeking my fortune, and I was wondering if you could give me a job, please. Well, said the innkeeper, um, I could give you a job washing dishes in the kitchen, but uh, you're never going to make a fortune doing that. Hmm. But, uh, You look to be a brave young boy. Do you see that house behind you? Jack turned around and he looked. And up on the hill, there was 
a large Victorian mansion. It had turrets and towers. It had ornate wood carvings on it and stained glass windows. But there were no lights on inside. It was all dark. There was an orchard surrounding the house. The trees were heavy with apples. Yes, I see that house, said Jack. Well, said the innkeeper, no one lives there. No one is brave enough to stay there overnight. And it's said that if you can take the ghost that lies in it, the house and everything around it is yours. What? Jack turned back around and he looked at the house. Oh, it was enormous. It was beautiful. The, the trees alone with all that fruit, they could make a fortune on that. He and his mother. Oh, I'm brave, said Jack. <gasps> I, I'll try it. I'll stay there. All right, well, good luck to you, said the innkeeper. And he shut the door. Jack turned toward the house and walked up the path. Leaves crunched under his feet. He opened the front door. <coughs> Hello? Is, uh, is anybody home? Jack yelled out. He listened. But there was only silence. He looked to the right of him. There was a, a large library filled with dusty old books. He turned to the left, and there was a formal dining room with a crystal chandelier that was covered in cobwebs. Now, because Jack was a boy, at that moment, he saw that dining room and... Oh, his tummy did a little flippity-flop because he was hungry. Jack decided to go find the kitchen to heat up his soup. He walked through the dining room into the back quarters where he found a large kitchen, and in it there was a fireplace. In the fireplace there was a large cooking pot that was hanging from a hook. Underneath there was wood for a fire. Jack lit a match. <laughs> Soon the fire was blazing. He poured his soup in to the cauldron. It started to bubble and smell nice. But then Jack heard the first Bam! Down through the chimney fell a pair of legs with no body attached. They almost knocked that soup over and then they bounced up out of the fireplace 
and started running around the room. Over and over and over and over. They ran in circles and circles over and over and over. And Jack just stood there. <gasps> Finally, Jack said, <gasps> Stop it! And the legs stopped. Uh, um, you, you, you legs, you go over there and uh, you sit on that chair. The legs did as Jack told them. They walked right over to the chair, sat down, and started rocking back and forth. Well, that was really weird, <laughs> thought Jack. But no matter, he was so hungry, he didn't even care. He went back to his soup, started stirring it. Mm, that smells good. And then he heard the second sound. Down through the chimney, he heard, Look out, Bam! Down into the fire came a torso with arms. They hopped out, and then they floated around the room in circles. <coughs> Until Jack said, Stop it! And the torso stopped. Um, you go over there and attach yourself to your legs. The torso floated over to the chair and <coughs> attached itself to the legs. Oh, this is getting weirder by the minute, thought Jack. I don't even care. I'm so hungry. He went back to the fire, started stirring that soup. And then he heard the third sound come down the chimney. Look out Bam! Down into the soup splash went a severed head. And that head it bounced out of the soup. And then it popped around the room like a big beach ball. Until <laughs> <laughs> Jack said, <gasps> Stop it! The head stopped. The head turned toward Jack. Um, you go over there and attach yourself to your body. Oh, I hope this is a good idea. The head floated over to the chair and <coughs> it attached itself and then that ghost he stood up he faced Jack and he said Jack, thank you. Oh, <laughs> what for? said Jack. Well, Jack, for years I have been trying to put myself back together, but no one has stayed around long enough for me to do it.
thank you for your patience, Jack, and your help. <laughs> Any time, said Jack. For this, I have a reward for you, said the ghost. And then that ghost, he crossed the room. He opened a door and went down the basement steps. Jack followed. When they got to the bottom, there was a cellar with a dirt floor. The ghost pointed to a spot. You see right here, Jack. Years ago, I was murdered by someone who wanted my treasure. But he never found it. Here is where it lies. As a reward, you may have my treasure and the house. Now I will rest in peace and not in pieces. And with that, the ghost disappeared into thin air. Oh, oh, Jack was so excited. He went and he got himself a shovel. And he went to that spot and he dug and he dug and he dug and he dug until <coughs> he hit something. He lifted out from the dirt a box. Opened it. And inside there was enough gold for he and his mother to live happily in wealth for the rest of their lives. The next day, Jack went and got his mother from their poor farm, and they came to live in that big mansion. They fixed that house up, made it spick and span and tidy, harvested those apples, and lived happily ever after. And that's the story of Jack and the Ghost. So when I first read Jack and the Ghost a couple years ago, I was in the middle of one of those situations where I had a job I really liked, but it was only part-time. And I needed to have a change. I needed to um, you know, either get a full-time job or have something happen. And uh, as it turned out, I've focused on my creative work, which has been fabulous. And I'm so glad that that's the way things things <laughs> unfolded. But um, but at the time, you know, I was hunting for jobs and just feeling really down and out about it. And Jack and the drought represented unemployment for me. <laughs> it represented you know, being alive, going on, but not having enough and worrying about the future. And I love how at the end of the tale, it's so satisfying that Jack and his patience and his perseverance is rewarded with this grand treasure, which, of course, the treasure in our lives doesn't have to be a house. It doesn't have to be money, but... Um, it's whatever it is that's going to make us feel secure. So that's the symbolism I see behind the Jack and the Ghost story. 
if you're interested in this tale, um, the Jack and the Ghost, this, um, you can find it as an Appalachian folktale. You can find it in England. There's a Spanish version called Esteban and the Ghost. This is one of those tales that's in a number of different cultures. Um, and the little boy always has a different name, but it's got the common elements of there's lost treasure, young boys rewarded by having <laughs> to put up with a dismembered ghost coming down the chimney. Those are the common elements, and you'll find this tale in um, several different cultures. So if you enjoyed it, uh, it's a fun one to research. Well, thank you so much for listening to my story. I hope that everyone has a spooky Halloween. Thank you, thank you for listening. You have been listening to the Fantastic Fables Podcast. To find out more about Addie and her creative work, go to fantasticfables.net.